Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, happy Monday, September 12, 2022. Welcome to Elijah Streams, also sponsored by the Elijah List, which is the uh, printed portion of what we do. Uh, by the way, if you're subscribed to the Elijah List, um, after every show, usually by the next day or the day after that, either one of those will send you the program um, along with, sometimes there are program notes on there. So uh, if you want to be sure to be on that list when something important comes up, make sure you subscribe to the Elijah's. It's always free, always will be. All right. I don't think I have any announcements today unless I'm forgetting anything. To a quick reminder that Amanda Grace will be with us tomorrow, Tuesday at normal time. So all right, we're going to have Johnny Enlow on here in just a few moments. So without further delay, let's bring in Johnny Enlow unfiltered. Here we go. 49 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. Good morning, Johnny Enlow. Happy Monday to you. Good morning, Steve. Yes. You must be home and not on the road because I recognize the, <laughs> the lettering behind you. So Yes, we're back. You, you do travel quite a bit, so that's good. I, I I actually don't like to travel as much as I used to. I used to think that was fun. <laughs> well, I'm I agree with you totally. And I still feel like I haven't um I haven't picked up well, I haven't picked up the international portion, which was always uh, a heavy load yeah. every, every year for over 20 years. I think the international portion was a, almost half, half the time gone seemingly. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, we're still doing different things here and there. Awesome. Well, it's good to see you as always. I always look forward to Monday. Sometimes we make it Tuesday because we have to re record you on a different day, but listen, I'm going to just throw it to you. And I don't know what God's given you today. So I'm really anxious to hear. And then when that, when that portion is done, whether it's half the show or whatever, uh, we always tell people we've got questions to ask Johnny on the prophetic. So I'll just, here you go, Johnny. It's, it's yours. Well, thank you, Steve. Um, I have one main scripture. Actually, I think I mentioned it late, Late in the game a week ago, didn't have a chance to get to it, but I feel like the Lord that was of the Holy Spirit as well. And I'm going to get to it in just a moment out of Zechariah chapter 9 and um, verses 11, especially 11, 12, uh, 13, 14. Well, it's mainly coincidentally in the verse 12. Uh, so Zechariah 9, 12, and today is 9, 12. And so oh, wow. I feel like that was uh, that was the main verse I was supposed to share. And, and we're going to do that. But I wanted to um, mention briefly, first of all, and you may have some um, interaction on this as well, Steve, a questioner. So because we did the blowing of the shofar and I hope yeah. this is the first you've heard of it would be best if you that was from last week. And there was a conversation I had about kingdom billionaires and even how they're different than kingdom millionaires and that there was going to be a confirmation that would come when I blew the shofar. And so I, I, I blew the sh let's see that I blew the shofar and um, uh, at the end and said, you know, the sign would be that if God is telling you pointedly that you are, he's letting you know, the assignment is your kingdom billionaire. You would have one of two things happen. Either both your arms would go numb and, and um, 
or you would be slain in the spirit. And for those who don't know what slain in the spirit means, it's just you're you're just out. You're like, oh, yeah. my goodness, I was out. And I said it wouldn't be that many. And yet we actually heard from hundreds. That's crazy. That, and and that had and most of them had specifically one of those two uh, signs. But I want to tell about those who had a little bit lesser signs because there's a lot of questions regarding that. Yeah, and I want before you jump into that, I want to I'm going to come. I won't say any names, but uh, two people that I know um, very well, very well. They had because since this was a billionaire the, uh, situation, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say names, but right. but they got they are on one is on the east coast, one's on the west coast, and they are completely different in age and station in life and different things like that. And all of a sudden, they both uh, one of them pulled over. Maybe you were going to say that one, but one had to be pulled over to the road because God said, God said, turn the turn turn Elijah's dreams on now. And then he heard you talk, and then they said, God said, pull over. Now, and he was weeping, and the spirit came on him. And he could—he was stuck in his car; he couldn't move. On the west coast, at the same time, not only this one gal but her mo mother were both listening at the same time, and they both froze. They couldn't move, or, or the mother had more vibrating, shaking, and and because I know these people personally, I know they would not exaggerate. I know that it's a true. Testimony. I know it's not embellished because neither of these parties are, are into embellishing stories. So I just wanted to throw that out there. This was real. I got to ask you this one question before you get into the lesser. I was a trumpet player all through school, through elementary, through high school, all the way through university. I was first chair, first trumpet. And I knew that I knew how to play well. And um, people don't know how hard it is to blow the, the shofar because even a trumpet's hard. But you try to get your lips on the shofar, it's really hard. Um, I mean, I was a trumpet player and I can hardly get a sound going out of my shofar. I've got one that looks very similar to yours. But is there something holy about the shofar that causes this stuff to happen? Or is it because you apply faith to a biblical symbol, then God meets it? What, where's the power source? I mean, obviously God, right? But I mean, what's the deal with the shofar? Why did that create such profound? Well, I have a humongous history I said humongous history with it, the Lord using it. And it really is. It's about stepping in faith. And honestly, I never practice. And there's a different sound every time. I yeah. actually have one that's a little, um, I have two. And there's one I've used the most that I didn't have um, right here. And it the, the signs and wonders happen with either one or the miracles. But there's been um massive amount of miracles um Great. that have happened for me blowing blowing the shofar anywhere from i blow in a certain city and the power and the you know the capital of a of a country the all the lights go out when i blow the shofar and it's it's really just about the act of obedience there are sometimes i can feel i'm like oh angels just took a hold of that because it'll blow and it'll go on and on and on and but it doesn't really matter the miracles happen anyway but you know i'm re remind re remembering right now oh my goodness 15 20 years ago city in in uh, city of trujillo honduras and it might even been more than that and it was the center of where the witch doctor central america witch doctors association that's not exactly what their official name was but they had um 
they had a presence there and they had met and called in really Hurricane Mitch. That's, that'll be the timetable when it happened. It had been devastating um, throughout there. And, and they were, I guess, even bragging of how they did so and the power they had. And it came right through them and uh, right over them and just caused mayhem throughout Honduras and Nicaragua. And then they decided to take on the pastors um, of the city of Trujillo, Honduras. And they said, we're shutting you all down. You can leave now um, or suffer the consequences. And almost immediately, it was like two pastors were killed um, through random, through accidents, whatever. And so they were in, in great fear. And I had a friend, um, a pastor who was there who had not been um, accepted um, really by, he was a newbie in town and there's a pastor's association of 50 something churches and they hadn't been, uh, they hadn't been accepting him at all, but they were all, he called me, says, Johnny, there, there's so much fear. Everybody's in fear. I go, well, I got one word to give him, tell him don't fear. And then he tells the pastors, he came back, they're asking, would you come? They will fill, they will bring their churches together and fill wow. a little mini Coliseum stadium. And long story short, that so I go to Honduras. They've invited me, and there's um, three thousand people in a coliseum, representatives from fifty churches, fifty something churches, and I have my shofar. And I said, I'm going to blow my shofar, but before I do, I'm going to give a word to the witch doc, witch doctors association. It says, when I blow my shofar, you have seven days to repent. Whoa! You can do it immediately when I blow the shofar. Or you have up to seven days or you will physically begin to go blind. Whoa. And so this is and I gave him a scripture on it. I'm releasing this on you as I do. So you have taken on you have offended God. You have taken on his church and and this and that and the other. So I blew the show far and it just went on and on and on and on. It's like I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, some angel got involved. And bottom line is. I got to have to do the story short is within days, the entire uh, they disbanded, they broke up, they went out. There was no, the, the backlashes against the churches because the pastors all said, not only were there deaths, but they could all feel that they had spiritually been shut down. It was dead. There was nothing. There was no presence. And so blowing the shofar released That's crazy. Uh, a, a breakthrough. And, and then there's a whole story of the city that go, but anyway, and I, I probably at least 15 times when I've been in a vehicle where it won't start and I can't do anything and it's click and it's dead. And I, I blow the shofar and the car starts. And, and um, in fact, this one's so fun, even though it takes two minutes extra, I have to tell yeah, it. Yeah. Costa Rica years ago. And we had a team with us, 40 something people in a bus. We had rented a bus. It's a little bit old. And came with a chauffeur who he wasn't a Christian to start with. And we're going up one of these hills in, in the capital of, of San Jose in Costa Rica. And we get to uh, um, a certain place. And all of a sudden you hear this bang, bang, boom, just horrible sounds from the engine. And and it dies. And you see smoke coming out and he's hitting the key and it's click, click, click. Gee. And so we go out into the highway and we're just in the middle and there's cars going by. And so I, um, I, he opens it up and, and I don't know enough about mechanics to know anything, but I can see the hose is busted and the water has come out and he hits his head and I go, what? He goes, the engine is blown. 
And so he figured out something, how the engine was blown. And I could see that, you know, there was no water as well. Yeah. And so I said, okay, hold on just a second. So I went to the bus and, and because I have some history with the Lord doing this type of thing, I said, somebody give me my shofar. So they brought the shofar. So in the middle of the road, you know, cars going by, I blow the shofar one time and I tell the chauffeur, I said, okay, um, close it and go start. He looks at me like I'm crazy, um, of course, because he wasn't even a believer. Believers would have refused to do it and known I was crazy. No, and <laughs> yeah, so, I know that's right. <laughs> that's the way it works. He goes there and and he he's sitting, you know, and he he's the key and he looks at me like, you really want me to want me to do this? I go, do it. So he hits it and vroom, it starts right up. And then he shows me, you know, his arm and it's all the hair standing up. Yeah, and he goes, yeah, yeah. How is that? I go, with God, it's easy. I go, let's go. We're about to be, because I was supposed to be speaking in 20 minutes at a conference I was doing. And so we drove there. We didn't want to look. We didn't want to, I didn't want to yeah. go look, have some angels, you know, who's doing the water, who's doing whatever. Yeah. If anyone uh, that doesn't know mechanics, you don't drive a vehicle with no water in the radiator, you, you're going to burn it up the second time. If Even if, we, if it would be like saying, okay, I'll do it, God, but unless you put water in it, we're going to lose it. But God doesn't follow any of those rules. You know? So the back to your question, the faith level is just high in me. doesn't yeah. sound, doesn't matter if it sounds good or not or whatever. If when I do it in obedience um, to him and, and it's not like I have to get some audible, I just get a, an urge. I don't have to get an now, audible. You know, voice. before you and I were doing Elijah's streams, we had done, we were doing conferences together. We weren't. You hadn't been a guest on my show yet. I hadn't seen. And I, I was at. A, I had you in for a conference. You were my guest for Elijah's list conference, and you did that a couple of times. And I'm going to just be honest. I'm going to be. You know, I'm going to just lay it out. I thought, well, he's trying. He's exercising his faith, but nobody's saying anything. He goes, if you're, if you feel such and such, this means that. And then if you feel such and such, and I thought, well, I didn't feel anything. And I wasn't a doubting. I was like, here's my arms. I'm listening, Lord. And it didn't happen. So, I, And then I'd seen you do it on the show. And it was, and I thought, well, you were exercising your faith, but we were not, we were in the early throes of it. So we weren't getting reports yet. And all of a sudden, the last few shows, when you say, if you feel this, that means this. And if, you know, then the, all of a sudden it's as if the lines are lit up and everybody's reporting this thing. And I'm going, if I ever wasn't a believer and I was, I was trying to be a believer, man, man, Johnny, it's like, that's a powerful thing you do. Yeah. It's, it's a gift. It's a calling. It's an anointing. It's faith. Is that, do you feel a gift of faith kick in at that point? Do you feel like it's a gift version or what? Yeah. It just helps. It, I just get in alignment with him because it literally is, if you think of just why the children of Israel would blow the shofar again, when they're around the walls of Jericho or Gideon's 300, it's like the battle is too big, but our God is bigger than the battle. And so it's, it's the ultimate act. And even for our situation, ultimate act of foolishness, they at least knew it was a rally for war and, and different things. They're used to using it, but to use, um, you know, to use the shofar in any other kind of setting, it's such an act of, of faith. You're going out there on risk, but it's saying you're bigger. I know you're bigger and you're going to do what you want here. And again, it's it's just happened uh, so, 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 
I, I hours of shofar stories. And so, yeah, I have a shofar show good. Um, uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, and I thought you said, you said the Lord brought you, you had a chauffeur and I thought, oh, he meant shofar. You go, no, you had a chauffeur and you had to blow the shofar so that the, oh, chauffeur, the chauffeur could be, <laughs> yeah, I heard the plan. And voices. I should say that chauffeur before the end of that trip, he did uh, come to the Lord because, wow. you know, he just couldn't, there was a, a power act that he knew it, there was no rigging it in any way. He just like, that's why he was blown away. Uh, he is like, how could the bus even start worse right. yet um, function? And I knew I didn't, there, I was curious what's going on under the hood. How is this thing I working? Know. There's no even water, but I'm like, I ain't, I'm not stopping. We're just going. It's We're like going it's a, an engine without water to it is like, it's like an engine without gas. It's going to not, it may go for a, minute or two and then it's going to burn up that is so crucial so i love that i love that well okay go ahead back to what yeah you may have more interjection on that as well but yeah the one story we both knew about is the one you uh, told about and that was there's something key about that because um the the gentleman on the east coast that uh, you know the when i said now you if you can you might want to pull over and so the holy spirit says pull over so he pulls over and that's when both his uh, arms, you know, went numb. He had a visit. I mean, it was just an encounter, like the most powerful encounter he's had with the Holy Spirit. He's weeping and, uh, you know, very touched for hours. And most since he was filled with the Holy Spirit originally. And he's someone we both know he's right at the precipice of there's a practice, there's, you know, in our mind, we understand even how he could be being positioned for being billionaire as and well. So something that was potentially natural that looked like he could be, but there had been, by the way, that same individual um, months ago now, probably six months ago had what we now believe is an angel walk into the, he was in his church. He's not the pastor. He's attending this church on the East coast. And, they, and this person walked in and said, I don't know you. You don't know me. It just went like something you're going to, I see millions and millions of dollars you're going to be and you're going to be buying real estate. And it was like, it's upon you. Well, we also knew there was something in the natural that could happen and it hasn't popped yet. But, but when then that thing, when Holy spirit goes and just in case you were wondering if this was real, wham, that was amazing. And so I love these encounters and that's why I love the Lord being faithful in this kind of way. Um, because it so far exceeds even a prophetic word. Prophetic word, you're like, there's all kinds of questions now. People, if you call somebody out, did you know something? Did did that? Yeah. Did, was he right? And people judge the prophet, prophecy. It's like, it's not my prophetic word to them. I'm saying give Holy Spirit a chance to tell you and show you something personally that there's nobody to argue with. It just, it either happens or doesn't happen. That's why there's no... Even the hundreds of people who contacted us and we had said, you don't need to contact us. But the hundreds that did tell me that there, there's no benefit to them. They're not getting to tell a testimony. They're not telling. They just had to. It was so powerful what happened to them um, that, you know, they they had to let it uh, be known. But another I'll speak into that a little bit more in a second. So a second situation, someone on the West Coast, some um, um Someone, it's a different story than what you know about, um, yeah. Steve. This person was going 65 miles an hour. And when I said, 
you might want to pull aside if you're driving. Holy Spirit told him, pull aside. And he pulls aside. And uh, when I blow the shofar, he is slain in the spirit. He is out in his car and he wakes up with his foot, left foot firmly on the gas, uh, on the brake at the stop sign when he comes back. But he is also in the midst of working. He's on a, we'll say on a deal that would be a billion dollar um, deal. And so it also, there's a logic to it. There's not that it has to be that way, but on the both, both the situations we know, but there's a little point of a little extra principle right in there. Um, that they both pulled aside. And that can be one of the most overlooked aspects of the encounter and of the Lord confirming. It's amazing how many times the Lord may pass up giving someone something because they don't do that. It's kind of, it means something. It represents something. If he had said to himself, well, okay, someone maybe needs to pull aside, but I don't feel things, uh, so I won't bother, but I'll just trust him in faith. He could have bypassed that happening. I just tell you, there's a certain attitude that says, well, if God really wants to do this, he can, uh, you know, he'll tell me another way. People who think and process that way, they often miss out on what God has. It's there's there's something about a spirit that's ready to just be instant. Well, the Lord is a number of months ago. The Lord began to use this this phrase to me about people that had an opportunity for faith and didn't exercise it. They'd say, well. Things like that'll be interesting. We'll wait and see. You could tell there was just oodles of no faith. And God began to tell me that is one of the most unattractive things one of his followers can do is is spurn a word and say, you know. No, that is cynicism disguised in any kind of way is not something he responds to or that he feels like he has to up the ante on how he's going to show up just because someone, well, I'm cynical. You have to do more. He's like, no, I don't. I respond to faith, not cynicism. That's a key for believers as there's a thinking. If you're cynical enough that, that God has to prove uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt, your cynicism, but he, he responds to faith, not cynicism. And he doesn't feel like he has to go out of his way in order to secure your cynicism, even though that works, it happens. Yeah. People. Yeah, he may break this rule, but it's, it seems like uh, knowing God's ways, part of his ways is is that I don't respond. I don't tend to respond to cynicism, but also part of his ways is. But once in a while, I break my own rule. Yeah, I'm God. So I do things, you know, yeah, the principle is I'm God. I do things my way and I can change up. But this, the, the biblical story, Moses, of uh, Moses in Exodus chapter three, when he's called by the Lord, and the Lord comes and, you know, people know the story of Moses in the burning bush. And they go, yeah, I mean, my goodness, uh, if you get spoken to by God out of a burning bush, yeah, I'd respond. And that's an assumption. But people, if you go to the story, there's like a key part there. It says a bush started burning. And when Moses turned aside to see why the bush wasn't consumed while it was burning, then the Lord spoke to him. It leaves you thinking, well. Would the Lord have spoken to him if he didn't turn aside? But there's this whole key again. Moses turned aside. Then the Lord uh, speaks to him. Maybe he was going to do it uh, anyway. Or uh, There's no way to know. But I mean, I had heard not that long ago that I didn't realize this, that in a hot desert climate, tumbleweeds do once in a while catch on fire. A bush will catch on fire. I didn't know that. So it wasn't particularly unusual or unforeseen to see a burning bush, but he noticed it wasn't being consumed when fire consumes something like that in a, in a moment. 
So he goes, let me check this out. You know, there's where his, that's, and the guy says, okay, now I'm going to speak. And it had to be going on for a while because of that very point. It wasn't consumed. So he's watching it long enough, like that thing's still burning. That thing is still, bur that thing is still burning. That thing is still burning. <laughs> yeah, and, like, and, and, and it's like he had to go see. And so that's just, everyone be aware. Sometimes when the Lord's trying to speak to you in a unique way, he has you notice something. Either it can be what we've talked before, like that's the fifth time to gate today that I've seen that number. Why do I keep seeing yeah. that number? Or I've woken up five days in a row at the, or however many days in a row it is. But something stands out and and you pay attention. You turn aside to say, why is this? Why is this just so different? Why is it drawing my attention? What is this pattern? What is this number? What is this this thing that's happening? And, and is it yes. the same principle, Johnny, where because you you had mentioned this not that long ago, I can't remember if it was on or off the air, but you you were talking about how you learn to follow the Holy Spirit and be aware. And you'll say, Well, if the lights flicker, that might be an angel or something. And I'm I wasn't going, I'd be looking for the natural causes, like why is our power about to go out? And then I would forget about it. I mean I'm just being honest with you, but not after you told me that. Yeah. After you told me that, I'm going, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, no, there's there's all kinds of other things. Well, anyway, back to the billionaire thing, because yeah. the Lord, uh, there's something, an important um, additional message to that. But part of it is um, the, the, the turning aside. But I actually heard from so many uh, individuals who are positioned and have been preparing themselves really to be kingdom financiers. You could say at the bill, they really, they were afraid to tell anybody else, but they were going ahead and tell me. Yeah. And several of them, I knew their name um, um, for different reasons. And, and this was super encouraging for them because they got the confirmations. Um, and this is something they've been kind of wrestling with the Lord. Is there going to be a breakthrough to that level? And, and then it's, you know, for clarification, clarity's sake for them as well the kingdom billionaire is like you're called to affect and change systems um not just bottom of the mountain objectives of some individuals not that you stop doing that that's good but if he if he gives you a kingdom billionaire call and assignment this is this is to shift and change systems structures top of the mountain things and so the fact that um you know at first i was like lord I didn't think they're going to be this many. There's hundreds kingdom billionaires. Wow. And I love what, um, one of my, my daughters who gets all the info contact information. She says, well, says I'm pretty excited because I, a high percentage of them were women or a good percentage. She says, and she's, I feel the kingdom of God's going to be in good hands. There's going to be some female kingdom billionaires. Very uh, cool. Arise, but there were you know story after story after story of of those, and of course we know it's over hundred thousand people. Over hundred thousand people have seen that program. So on the one hand, uh, hundreds is not a lot percentage wise, but then when you think of billionaires and kingdom billionaires and the Lord going out of His way, because there's no human hand involved in this. This is the Holy Spirit going out of His way. To give them something, as in the cases we're talking about, whether you're slain in the spirit or both arms go, that it's so powerful, it's undeniable. Now I want to address the other point, because we also heard from people who had lesser uh, experiences, where it's either 
one hand um, went numb or it was there was like definite significant tingling, um, but it fall, fell short of what the actual word was, yeah. which is um, both arms going numb and or being slain in the spirit where you just you, you're knocked out. And it what that means for me as I prayed into it some more is as the Holy Spirit is like, that means I am working with them. And, and it came right after you. It came when you blew the shofar or you were talking about blowing the shofar because some it began to happen then. Yeah. And, and so they do have a call to be a blessing in finances. And obviously uh, we need, you know, high thousandaires and millionaires also to be involved in, in all kinds of uh, um, blessing of the kingdom through finance as well. So he's just hasn't yet confirmed to you, to those people who got that doesn't mean it was a false sign or anything. It's like, yeah, but it's something less than absolute confirmation of the kingdom billionaire thing. And so, um, but how many of you know that if you're called to raise, you know, hundred million dollars and be in that category, that's not a billionaire, but that's still a significant. Yeah, that's something that you couldn't, even the, the millionaires, some of these couldn't have dreamed that a couple of weeks ago. And so it's less than a billion, but it's way, way more than anything you ever believed until days ago. I had yeah. things, I, this person, I mean, let me just read these four real quick because they, yeah, Julie, yeah, yeah. Julie served these after me. She one point I got tingling and numbness in my head. Is that a sign for kingdom calling? Another person said, I've, I felt in my cup, and so she's got cupped hands. And it says, I felt like, and she didn't say where these, she felt heavy balls, and my fingers started to, I don't know if these were marble-like balls or like, she didn't, he or she didn't say. My other one said, my, my arms didn't go numb, but the back of my neck and head did. It felt as if the hand of God was putting pressure on my neck and head, and all I could do was lay my head back, almost like my neck was pulling my head back. And then one more, it says, I felt the strong sense in my spirit, in my belly, that was overwhelming three times. So those are the four that I was given. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. Yeah, and I had um, multiple other ones. So again, because it's over, it's a response that takes place while we're talking about the kingdom financiers and kingdom finances, and it happens at the moment of activating through the blowing of the shofar. At minimum, everyone who had any kind of experience that they know to be true, um, initiate next level of dialogue, interaction with the Holy Spirit. That's the point of it. That's the in, point. Of and it. in that subject theme, yeah. in that theme, in the thing of finances at some bigger level than anything they'd seen, maybe. Yes. And for some, you know, the, the Lord sometimes knows we're not ready. It's interesting. The ones that I heard that I know, there are people that I know, the kingdom billionaire thing is something they've thought and processed and had prophesied and spoken. And, and it's not, uh, it wasn't outside of, the, of, 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 you know, the grid of them processing and thinking that already. Some of you that he may be, I'm just getting these even right now. Some of you that got less than that as a, as a sign and wonder, it could be that it's going to go there, but it's he knows it's too much even for your mind to handle and process. Interesting. Billionaire. Like you just need to develop at the at the at a little bit the lower level first uh, develop there. He's he's on you. 
Um, he's interacting with you. He has finances available to you, uh, for you, but mainly for through you is, is the whole purpose of that. And so that you want to begin to uh, be faithful to that and remember it. And but that's what the beauty of this is to the degree you're being honest with yourself. If you know you experience something physical, like, again, the ones that were where they can't move their arms for a while, um, that's that's a no brainer. But there's some that it went numb for a moment and then they could use it. That's still a confirmation. That's that's fine. He's always interacting with people's faith at the same time. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's never supposed to be where he gives you such a clear sign that there's no faith to it. It's yeah. like even when Gideon asked for the signs of, uh, you know, he, he wanted um, the multiple signs. He wanted confirmations from the Lord that he's supposed to go on. And, and so the, the, the do the, I can't even think of what it was, you know, the piece of, of wool. He wanted do on wet and then reverse and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, he still had to take the steps of faith after that. Well, it's, even with that, I was going to ask this because there's a scripture where it says, you know, it's someone that which was more righteous, the one that says, I'll go, and then he doesn't, and the one that says, I, I won't go, and then he does. The latter one had a greater probability of favor with the Lord. Because So if someone was had had a profound experience like that, that clearly clearly ended intimated billionaire status upcoming soon. And then after that profound event, they decided it was just what, I don't know what that was, but I don't believe that. I'm not sure that I believe that. They just doubt it versus someone who just got a tingling in their fingers and said, man, there's something here. There's something to that. It could it be that the person that got the lesser phenomenon could supersede someone that got the greater phenomenon. 100%. And I, I may have told this before, just as it relates to my own, the prophetic, <clears throat> and that I often say that I, I use I use a, a Swiss Army pocket knife um, uh, prophetic as opposed to bazooka prophetic in that there's people I've had friends, prophet friends who have open visions, encounters, and then they doubt was like, but I don't know. I go, what? You don't know? I was like, if I get a whisper from the Holy Spirit on something i run with it that's good and so i'll i'll see my little pocket knife of the prophetic um it, it, you know i'll say accomplish much more than someone yeah. who's seen something in in 3d they're taken they're in a trance they see the angel and all that and and so it's it's part of the beauty of how the lord yeah. well i mean i can just let me just honor you like publicly and say kudos man because you're training people to hear a little bit and believe a lot is what you're saying. I just hear yes. a little bit. And with that little bit, I believe a lot. God's trained me to hear his voice that long, that way. And that I would say to Doreen, my wife, many, many times I said, if you knew how little I hear what I tell you, I hear what I hear. You would know you're hearing from the Lord too, because I've been learning to go with those tiny whispers. And that's just hearing this voice. But you're applying it in all these other areas as well. Yeah. but. Since this is an ongoing kind of training in the prophetic, it's it's very worthwhile for us to be pointing that out as it relates to uh, the prophetic. Because the shofar blowing is the very example of that. Yeah, I'm going to blow a shofar on a live program and have faith that people even driving on the highways are going to have an encounter. That's my faith when I tell it. And so I didn't see an 
I didn't have a dream that I was given. I didn't have an audible voice of the Lord, an angel. I didn't see them. I did. It, I, it's an impression that that came, and and at some point I'm like, was that my faith to do it? And then he, you know, did he initiate? Did he okay it? Sometimes I don't know if he initiated or if he okayed it. Wow. Uh, and so, but all I know is well, that would have been one of my questions. Did you make, did you decide what the phenomenon would be and got back to your act as a user term? Or did he give you the tiniest impression and he backed his own act and he backed your faith? You know, you don't, and you're saying you're not even sure. I'm, I'm saying I'm not even sure. It's, it's happened so much. Like, did he sneak and drop it into my mind and spirit? Either way, I give him credit yeah. or whatever. The glory goes to him. Yeah. That's why even it's this is still there's a major point I still want to make on the billionaire thing. But it's worth talking about this since we're here is is really, you know, this thing of of being a prophet or being prophetic is it's not seeing everything. It's what you just said too, Steve. Sometimes if you knew how little um, I see and that's why there's like I have a with people think of a prophet as someone. Well, you know, he's a prophet. He sees everything. I'm going to tell you. Prophets don't see everything. They see minimal pieces of a puzzle. Yeah. And so, you know, in Amos, when he says he will do nothing except to reveals it through his servants, the prophets, it's like he doesn't show them everything. He just shows them a key piece of the puzzle that if they say it, it will be part of what takes place. But uh, there's people, uh, you know, uh, people who walk in general discernment probably have a lot more idea of what's happening in general, then sometimes it, that's different than the prophetic where you actually get a piece of the puzzle. And so, but if you get a piece of the puzzle, one of the things I'm super aware of is how many pieces I didn't get. And so that's why it's hard for me to feel very, uh, uh, we'll say arrogant about it. Cause I'm like, they, they can ask me all kinds of questions surrounding the thing I saw. And I'm like, I don't know. But I do know that because that thing I did, I did see, you know, meeting with the mayor of a city. and like, there's a lost city of the Incas. Where is it? It's close. You know exactly. No, it's close, though. And so it, three months later, it gets it, it gets um, it's, it was 17 kilometers from where we were and uh, which is about 10 miles. And so um, it was a big one. It made international news and all that kind of stuff. So, you know what you know, but you don't know. A whole lot of other things and it's probably good if people hear this because i literally yeah. i've probably heard from three or four countries today from people in important positions that call me because they want to know should they proceed with this is this because like well you're a prophet you know and i don't have time to preach everybody a message but i have to stop and say are you telling me anything lord on that because i don't just know it because i'm a prophet or prophetic i know it if he show if he shows it to me and and then he often you know he'll do this thing where he'll show me something um, much easier when I'm geographically close to a situation, but it doesn't mean I can't see some that's the thing. The thing we're saying about the Lord, he'll do something in general often, but just when you think you've got a, a law and that's the only way he does it, then he'll tell you something and you get something from afar and it does. And it still uh, changes, changes everything, but don't think that prophetic people really see and know. And, and I'm just going to tell you, especially the young prophetic people, the young ones calling yourselves prophets 
and allowing people to call you profit, which is fine, and and do all that. Don't buy into even uh, you know the acclaim that's coming your way. You even if because what they do is when you see some secrets of their hearts and secrets of thing and things that happen, there there is just. Oh, they, people just want to open up. I find they want to open up and, and bring everything and ke- check with you on everything, on yeah. every decision. On, and it's like y- you can be extending yourself beyond the grace he's given you if you start. And just when you get into making up things and, and, and trying to, you know, fulfill something that's your reputation that's really not real. And so be, yeah. be okay with saying if you're especially if you're young at this, be okay saying, you know what, I haven't gotten anything yet on that and but i'll keep myself open to the holy spirit and if he shows me i will tell you and and don't because that's when you start that's where you start messing up your prophetic words more than anything as well is to give someone who is being that prophetic person that's learning whether they call themselves a prophet or not first of all you're saying it's okay to say god isn't showing me you're saying that is it okay for that for someone to say well, God hasn't shown me, but I have an impression that that's a good thing to do. Or should they have stayed away from that second part? Um, and you know, that's it's obedience. It's whatever the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's. Yeah. It, I remember while we're talking, I have this situation. I was in South America one time, and this lady walks up and um, she tells me, "I want to." There's this house, and she describes it. And she says, I think the Lord wants to give it to me. Um, and she's literally saying, give to me. And I want you to confirm to me if he is or not. As she's telling me, I start shaking my head. I'm like, I am not going on the record. I'm just talking to myself. I am not. And, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm probably even physically shaking my head. And then I hear the Lord say, I'm giving it to her. And I go, yeah, he's giving you that. <laughs> and good. then a few months later, I was back through the city and she came. I got it. He gave it to me. I got it for nothing. Well, and isn't there a sense, by the way, to the credibility of the prophet is one of the checks and balances is if you find yourself being forced to say something you don't even want to say, you don't even believe it, there's more credibility that it's probably God. At least that's how I discern words that I receive from a person. They'll go, well, I'm." they might say something like Steve, and I'm not thinking of a specific one. I don't know, and I was going to say no, but I just heard God say yes, so I'm just going to tell you God said yes. Um, that lends more credibility because I know in their opinion they would have said no, but they were honest enough to say my opinion was no, but God just said yes, and that 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 made us seem like a higher level to me. I don't know. Yeah. Well, again, he doesn't he doesn't call us to be prophetic and. You can all prophesy. We've taught on that before out of 1 Corinthians 14. So this is an invitation to everyone to begin to grow in that. But he doesn't need our brain power for that. He needs our obedience power and, and just discernment. So people who overthink and, and it, who are there's people who try to step into the prophetic, but they prophesy their devotional life and and they know too much and they've thought and they processed and they read uh, uh, things. And, and so they they can easily come out with something that's um we'll say logical and positive but it's not it's not the prophetic and so it's not you want to be aware uh you know there's a teaching for a whole nother time but we we all have our left side and our right side of our brain 
and the left side of the brain is is the very logical linear um it's like a computer it only spits back out what you put into it and so that's the part and there's it, particularly if you are a we'll say a brainiac a, an intellectual your left side of your brain will tend to be very strong it's really hard for you to actually give prophetic um, if that's if that's where you're used to going right away is you go to the left side, you go to the left side for processing what's been put into here. And I got to prophesy. OK. And, and you think from uh, from that side. And so the right side is the more intuitive. It's the more um, we're actually born intuitive. It's like 95 percent of five year olds are intuitive. You have to get our schooling system takes it out of us. And so then we get pushed over to the to the left and to being more linear, logical. It's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, wow. pros and cons, critical thinking, that's left brain. Yeah. And so the tree of life is on the right. So this really helps you even in prophesying and thinking through that way, or just getting a word from the Lord and hearing is, is you got to shut this, this beautiful red apple that's on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That looks like, well, you know, it's, it's good to have critical thinking and weigh pros and cons. Prophetic words do not operate as critical thinking. They do not yeah. operate as pros and cons. They come totally from the other side. And so I've had to learn because I have a strong left logical linear brain as well. But I have to learn how to just abandon that and go yeah. over here and just um, and just, you know, it's like this is where life is. This is where it's it's the <clears throat> the, the repeat story of when Peter's fishing all night catches nothing. Um, and so the Lord comes and says, cast your net on the right and you'll catch a lot. And so he was like, man, this guy's not a fisherman. I'm a fisherman. I've been doing this. I'm an expert in doing this. And I don't know. Okay. But he did just raise Lazarus from the dead. And so let's go with it. So he throws to the right. And then, you know, there's so much fish. It almost sinks to the ship. I mean, the, the net and the, and the boat. And then he just falls at Jesus. Need I'm not worthy. You know, he just realized, oh my goodness, internally I was doubting. I was like, this guy. This lake is this Sea of Galilee is not that big. I've been there already. What's this whole thing? But there's a, a lesson, I think, even having to do with the right and left processor. Yeah, that's and, really and, good. When I was first had gone to the advanced training and then I came back and they said, because uh, I went under Bishop Hammond and that was the teacher. And he said, now, don't go back and tell everybody you're prophet. Just join your prayer team that you're already on and just begin to pray for people. If God gives you something. And so. I was just starting right on out. It was one of my first ones. And this young lady came. I never met her. She was visiting the church. And she said, will you pray for me? And I and she, I'm, there's a reason I'm going to say what I'm going to say. She did not look athletic. She didn't look popular. She didn't look like, but I saw her. I kept seeing this picture of her being athletic, volleyball and working with youth. But I wasn't going to say you're clearly an athlete. Um because that was the, you know, I didn't want to say that. There was a part, part of the critical thinking was, don't say what you don't understand. The other part was, I know that I see her working with youth. I don't know about this athletic thing because she doesn't even look that. So I, I, I ended up saying, I just see you working with youth and tears start coming down her face and she begins to pour out that she's, she's a youth director, had been the youth director of church and was in the head of the volleyball team and all that. Well, I had seen it, and I almost abandoned it because it was a perfectly good word, but I almost abandoned it because of my critical thinking. I was almost going to not give the word because it didn't. Her image didn't line up. That's the that's kind of what you mean about the tree of knowledge, right? 
It is. So and I feel like the Holy Spirit is telling me to tell this, uh, yeah. this story from years ago as well. We had, um, and we've gone into, we were in the nation of Peru. We really took a team of 40 and we had 10 different prophetic teams and, um, and we had four on each prophetic team and we ministered to uh, scores of pastors, multi-denominational. Um, and it was amazing because they all came. Um, there was ones that were Baptist and Presbyterian from all kinds of places. There was a Baptist pastor as he's going into, he goes, you're calling it prophetic, but I don't even believe, I don't even believe in this. I go, he goes, I don't think I should go. I go, just go, just go, come back. Just consider it a prayer team. Okay. If you're being messed up with prophetic, uh, just consider it a prayer team. So he comes back after a half hour or I, I, I'm not, I'm not operating on any of the teams. Cause I just, I'm just seeing how it's going. I'm overseeing right. the process. And he comes back and he's all teary eyed and red faced. And, and so I said, um, how did it go? And, and so he's like, he's like, is there more? Can I get more? <laughs> um, then he said, but he goes, but explain to me, how can an 11 year old be a prophet? I had a daughter in there who I didn't know on the team he went to. She was one. And he goes, she knew my life. Whoa. She knew. And, and he was blown away. He's a seasoned denominational pastor and all that. And so I, was, I just like, she's not a prophet. I said, she may be one in training or whatever. I said, that's the prophetic that we all, you all can prophesy. It's out of first Corinthians 14. And so there's a grace for it anointing. Well, at that, those very days, this is where one I, I was going to tell about is really, really powerful. It's the power power of a word, just a word from the Lord. And where it's not just opinion, it's, it really releases, it releases something the moment said. And so, so my 11 year old daughter was giving a word to this young man. Of course, they tell everybody who comes in for the prophetic word, don't say anything, don't talk, don't tell us anything, just receive. Not yeah. only that, it had to be translated. And so she begins to tell him that his mouth is anointed. He's anointed, anointed to speak. And she sees him doing uh, evangelistic crusades and all mm -hmm. that. And, and so, but the the part that she didn't know is, of course, he goes and tells his pastor, this young man, after the prophetic time, he goes and tells his pastor, who is also at the event, <clears throat> he goes, I got a, a prophetic word from uh, the prophet's daughter, he says, but she was, I think she's just way off. And, um, and the reason he's having to say it is because he had a serious stuttering problem. And so literally when he's telling his, his pastor, he's like, she, 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 she yeah, says, wow. you know, she said, my mouth is anointed and, and, wow. and, and everything was about his mouth and his words and evangelism. And, and he was known that he couldn't even, he wouldn't even open his mouth if, unless it's somebody he knows because it's just so embarrassing. He just had yeah. a terrible problem. And so, but two weeks later, he's back in his hometown and the the church group would always go to the Central Park there and do evangelism on, on Sunday afternoons. And he goes would go with them and he would, he had a super powerful testimony. He had come from, you know, terrible home and drugs and all that kind of stuff probably tied into whatever problems that, that shut him down. Um, but he couldn't give his testimony because he couldn't talk. Mm. So he would just sit there on the side 
And so, but there's, he finds himself in the park and there's a group of people around him and, and he's saying nothing. And then all of a sudden, my daughter's words come to his mind. Your mouth is anointed to speak. And so, and he has this thought, what if it's true? And so without saying anything, he decided he's going to start telling his testimony. And so he says, you know, I, when I grew up and as he speaks, he doesn't stutter anymore. And then he ends up telling his whole story and like 30 people come to the Lord in his first time of opening. And then within a year, he's doing, um, he's not just doing crusades, evangelistical crusades. He's doing it with high-end rap from the stage. Uh, And he's doing the most complicated rap where his mouth is moving. And you're like, how is he even doing that? But if you see the key, an 11-year-old saw something and said, your mouth is blessed. By the and way, I, do you happen to know if your daughter knew in the natural that he couldn't speak? or do No, you, she, she, she she had no way to talk because he only spoke. They okay. had a language barrier. Okay, it only just happened. Curious. And so there was no feedback even. She didn't know. Um, I had to tell her the story uh, later, and she, she knew who the young man um, was, but she didn't know anybody she had spoken to had a speaking mm. problem at right. all but you see one word loosed uh it's like it was a key and opened him up and so then he was even going to other countries and doing i don't know what the latest is that was um, a good number of years ago and uh but it's the power of a prophetic word and someone just being obedient to say what they think and that's so another good. message for people is is like um you know, you, you get into being a head case about being a prophet and all this. And I've seen the Lord with these teams that we've taken because we've taken scores and scores of teams. We don't do so right now over the years and taken again up to 40, 50 people and watched. Yeah. 10 and 11 year olders and 85 year olders give prophetic words and the Lord do amazing things and release amazing deliverance. And sometimes we just mess the whole thing by becoming too complicated and too title conscience conscious. Here's uh, just an 11 year old girl just says, see the Lord bless in your mouth. And she sets a man into his destiny by doing so. And so just, you know, amazing story. That's an amazing. Yeah. She's I bet she, I don't know which daughter that is, but I I bet that uh, skyrocketed her faith after that. Yes. Yes. It didn't satisfy, you know, there's always, um, uh, no matter how much you've seen of God, you still have your challenges of course, before yeah. in, in life, but it definitely is a stake in the ground um, um, so that funny. cannot be forgotten. And there was, you know, it's just a good thing. So back to the kingdom billionaires sure. and we've stayed on it a long time, but something the Lord wanted me to bring up is like, uh, you know, it was a big deal what took place. The fact that there are hundreds and key ones, and I heard for some very key ones, ones that have been used already, um, in this, and I won't even say their name or their movie, or people would know it. And they're used, God had spoken to them years ago that they were going to, um, they were going to create a Disney. So when I said, think owning Disney or something like Disney, and so this revisited something, I don't know, from 10, 20 years ago when somebody who presently is in the production of um, that type of stuff already. And so this was another confirmation um, for them. And they got the signs 
um, and wonders. And then there's somebody else. If I told you who they work for and what company organization, you're like, well, that's an evil company organization. And it's a, a, a one that handles a ton of money. But this person is a kingdom uh, wow. asset that's in what we would consider a dark place. And that's one of the messages the Lord wanted me to give is we're going to start seeing it, that it's not just about getting believers from the household of faith ignited, but he is actually beginning to apprehend people who are already in key places and people who are already maybe billionaires, people who are already in key places in Hollywood and or the mountain of uh, the economy business. Um, I've told this story before, but I remember like when I spoke to 200 governmental people in, in, in Colombia and all 200 wanted to receive the Lord and then they were empowered and then there was power that came there. And so it was amazing to see uh, to, that 200 people who already were in government and only a handful were believers before, how the Lord just came on all of them and they were all going to work with him now. And so there's something about the Lord finding people in key places and already positioned in the mountains where you don't have to talk them into serving there. You don't have to break in timesitis off of them. You don't have to teach them how they have to operate in that sphere of society. They're already there. They just were disconnected. They weren't aligned with him. And so now they're aligned. And so now they can go ahead and participate. So this is one of the things the Lord is doing. And the fact that there were so many and so many of high level that I've already heard about. There's other ones. I can't even tell the stories. I'm like, oh my goodness, God is on this. And 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 he's ready to uh, connect some financial dots for an Isaiah 61 outpouring of the spirit mm -hmm. of the sovereign Lords upon us. He anoints us with presence, with power to preach, but also to rebuild ruined cities and desolations from multiple generations. We're going to have to step into that. Many people know the damage the deep state has done to the nations. And so there's a lot of work to do, but it's an opportunity. It's not work for those who are wired with the kingdom. It's excitement. I get to be a part of this. And that's Let me ask you about that, because whether it's a billionaire or someone that's just not that, but that, so you're saying, okay, I'm just going to stress the point that every, it's probably obvious that you made, but you're saying it's okay for a born-again believer to work for what many people consider as an evil organization because God has placed them there to work within that otherwise known as an evil organization. I mean, something, how would you, is that kind of what you're saying or is that not quite it? No, it is. Uh, it is. And it's the, the whole deal is the Lord is doing this thing where he's taking down um you know, he often just removes, we'll say, the removes the competition around you, not for you to think of him as competition. You think of Joseph. How did he suddenly become the minister of economy of Egypt for forever? Well, his the shine that was on him just became to be something obvious from even Pharaoh and the others. And so there was the same thing with Daniel, we could say. So Daniel, who's he functioning with? He's he's functioning with the Chaldeans, That's with true. the magicians. He's, you know all the ones we would call the Wiccans and the witches, he's with them. He's, he's, with, he's with the wrong group, but the Lord highlights him and pulls him out. He doesn't have an option either. He's in a slave position. Um, but so the Lord has people positioned where he's going to take things down around them and then give things to them for on behalf of the kingdom. Again, it's not to build up them or their name or whatever, but to the degree they know their kingdom call, 
and they understand that they are a kingdom asset. In fact, I'm just seeing this thing. We might do a prayer when we're closing. I feel like the Lord's saying he is so moving assets right now. He is playing chess and he's positioning his assets. They even we're going to get to when we get to prayer time, people are going to yeah. feel hand on their head. And it's going to be like he is about to make a move with you. He will. This might already start now, but we'll pray at the end. But he's going to put his hand on people. It's going to be like a chess piece. And he is making a strategic move. He's got the brain power behind this. And this one doesn't exactly tell you where you're going to be positioned. But it it will be that he is positioning you um, for such a time as this. And again, we have to be in the world. You cannot be salt from 100 miles away. You have to be salt. You have to be salt and light. You have to be right in there. You have to be whatever needs to be salted. You have to be there. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Where does light have to be? Wherever the darkness is prevailing. So if we're trying to separate ourselves, then it's of no effect. Light's not supposed to be in the choir. It doesn't really matter. I mean, it's okay to be in the choir. The light that's in the choir doesn't really chase out any darkness. And so same with salt, salt with that's just on top of the salt shaker inside there. And we just salt each other. That's that's not the point. I so. remember, Johnny, thinking uh, years ago, because I'm an entrepreneur at heart and I've owned a number of businesses over the years. But I remember thinking it would be fun to be own hotels in a lot of them. And I would that would have been a fun thing. But then I thought, but how could a believer own a hotel? That's where most of the sins are being taking place behind closed doors in hotels. And then there's, then there's the gay lifestyle that happens in hotels and sins that have and affairs happen in hotels. Um, now there is a strong Christian family that owns, I think it's what days ends or something like that. So how does a Christian look at that where they know that the very thing they're part of sin happens there and sin happens a lot. And I'm not just talking about hotels. I'm talking about anywhere, but you, it, it's, you know, there has to be, it has to be approached with wisdom, with counsel, but the Lord will let you know, because it's not about, um, you know, we're not saying, um, I don't know if this is a good example, but it comes to mind, like buy casinos and raise cash for the kingdom that way. We're not, we're not saying, we're not yeah. saying that or strip joints just to be more yeah. uh, uh, point blank. Yeah. And, um, it's it's not about that, but if if you're already in a place where that you've discovered, I think there's a lot of people positioned in places that they didn't know it was as dark as it was, and and so the Lord's saying, you know, and they've thought I need to get out of here, and if He says get out of there, get out of there, but a lot of things are going to be collapsing. I mean, just even as I'm in my, I can see dominoes collapsing everywhere, and dominoes that are collapsing are going to leave opportunities for those who who can shine the other scripture that just comes hebrews 12 we are receiving an unshakable kingdom and so everything that can be shaken will be shaken so that which is unshakable can remain so if he's made you to be an unshakable kingdom asset piece somewhere where everything around you collapses um, or enough around you where your kingdom presence is better established, don't be too quick to run from that place unless it's under instruction from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it does require that next level. Yeah, direct. I mean, and I think this is probably not a stretch to point. There, there could be two people working in the same place, and God will say the one person, hey, you got to get out of there. This is not good for you. The person B, he might say, stay there. I've called you for such time as this. That's right. Is that right? It's exactly right. Okay. That's exactly the way it works. You have mm -hmm. to, the next level. You, you don't start leaning to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, pros and cons, critical thinking. That is a wisdom that doesn't work in the ways of God. Mm. You know, he doesn't give us, he doesn't really give us wisdom from pros and cons. That's, that was the serpent's wisdom um, where we say, hmm, you know, you just go throughout scripture. You can see with the children of Israel ever cross the Red Sea? Would they ever cross the River Jordan? Would they ever take on giants greater and mightier than them? Would David ever take on Goliath if they weigh pros and cons? I'm little, they're big, uh, and there's yeah. water. It's too deep for us. We can't swim. There is, there's, you know, the tree of life just tells you the answer um, from heaven. Back to my daughter, I'm talking about even, she gives a word, your mouth is blessed. And he's like, no, my mouth inside, my mouth is cursed. It's I can't even talk. It's uh, I have a stuttering, a severe stuttering problem. But that wasn't God's perspective. So you go to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's like you don't tell someone you check with the guy first. Do you have a speaking gift or not? Because then you go, oh, then I'm not going to prophesy that you have a call to be an evangelist. Um, but that's that's if you're leaning on that left, the tree of the knowledge of yeah. good and evil. But you hear from him. It really doesn't matter if it looks possible or not. In fact. That's his preferred way of operating is giving us an impossible task and opening the doors and being yeah. greater, greater and mightier for yeah. us. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Well, anyway, and a couple other things on this is just as we're advancing, I, I think I had just a word from the Lord as well. Um, and this is it. A significant percentage of big name Christian leaders, churches and ministries have been compromised and, and so the, the easy thing to do is even when I've heard from people over the years who are making, they, I, I want to be able to give and they'll name some well-known Christian, either minister or ministry or organization, and they want to be able to fund them to the next level. And I don't know how to tell them because I know too much things. I'm like, that, that may be why you're not getting funded, because God does not want them or that funded. And this is a real serious. I can feel it in the, in the spirit even right now. There are a significant percentage of big name Christian leaders, churches, ministries, NGOs who have the word Ichabod written. Oh, wow. And to explain what Ichabod means, the glory has departed. And it really had to do with Eli, the priest, not having properly restrained his two son his sons. And so they were defiling the altar. They were defiling mm their leadership position. So compromise that has chased the glory away. So you don't want to fund Ichabod. You don't want no. to fund something where the glory of the Lord has been chased away, even if the numbers still look acceptable, even if a position is still something. So ask those next level questions from the Lord. Most of the money he wants to release for kingdom matters is not for existing. I say most, not all for existing organizations, um, big name churches, leaders, etc. It's going to be the minority that he wants to puff up. We'll say to yeah. the next level. And so this just yeah. be aware you want to fund the gospel of the kingdom versus the gospel. This is for all those called to Christian funding gospel of the kingdom versus the gospel of salvation. 
And the gospel of salvation is true. It's Jesus. You know, it's understanding that Jesus is Savior. The gospel of the kingdom understands Jesus as Lord. And he's Lord now. And he's Lord now in every area of society. And he has the goods to show up and show off in media, in economy, in government, in family, education, arts, entertainment. That's the gospel of the kingdom. And that's what we want funded moving forward. The other is okay. But don't overfund. A, so a again, this is an example that's popped in my head. I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit or not. But if someone suddenly comes into hundreds of millions or billions, whatever, and they go, you know what? I've always loved. I'm just going to make up this a Salvation Army. They do great jobs, and they had an original charter. I'm going to give a billion dollars. You're saying God to, to the Salvation Army. You're saying God's probably not raising you up as a billionaire so that you can fund something that I've had in place for decades or years, right? He's wanting you to do something foundationally life-changing, paradigm-shifting. It, it does. And, and you've got to learn to find, understand that he has chosen the weak, small, foolish things of this world that confound yeah. the wise. There's a lot of, um, there's some pure kingdom activity happening in very unknown, small um, and so those things you want, if the Lord empowers you to be a minister of wealth, you want to be one that knows how to look for what God is doing while it's small. That's recognize good. kind of if you think of stocks, you want to recognize a stock that has that's going to explode in a good way. Yeah. And so you recognize there's something of God there, both in character and message and whatever else that you want to um, you want to get get behind. And so. Learn to take the next step of not just using your logic, because what happens is businessmen get too confident with uh, their ability just to recognize something big and puff it up uh, even even more. And so you want to begin to use the kingdom tools of of asking for wisdom, getting mm. and if if you're the man, getting your wife's input on it, and not that it's just the yeah. men that have the, the funds, but you want to begin. They they have a more even natural ability to pick up things that are off. That's why we men get offended with, where'd you get that from? It's like, I just don't like him. Why don't you like him? I just feel something. And they're feeling something from the right side that you can't logically all process, but it's something kind of a tree of life uh, information that they're giving, uh, that they're getting often that doesn't resonate with critical thinking pros and cons. And, and most men know that you um, to ignore what's being given to you as discernment from your wife. If she is a discerner, you do it to your own detriment and you pay the price later on, even though as you process pros and cons, she seemed to be totally, uh, totally, totally wrong. But so um, I got to get to that scripture. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Now we're just going to have to do it quick again. So Zechariah chapter nine, this is a passage for us right now. And, and, um, and this is part I want to close with, Steve, and then depending on how much time you think we have, you can go to questions or, or whatever. But um, it's I'm going to read verses 11 through um, 15, really. It could go all the way to 17, but I'm just going to read 11 through 15. And I want to tell again, as I'm reading it, I understand right up front. Some people say, doesn't he understand context? That was about this and that and the other. Well, what you don't understand if you're always saying context is the scriptures. The reason it's called the living word. It's because there is an aspect of it that is meant to be able to come alive for a moment other than the original That's good. Uh, intention of it. 
And so this is one of those times. This is a scripture for us today. Yes, when the writer wrote it, he wasn't thinking today. He was thinking something else. But the Holy Spirit is shining on it because it is a living word. And he's saying this also applies to us in our situation, our reality, the things that we haven't even talked about that much on this program right now, being confronted at a global level, the, the Luciferian empire that is coming down. Babylon is fallen, is fallen. And, and that's a declaration. It's already been, it's resonating right now in the heavenlies and it's being said. And this is the application for us. As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, I declare that I will restore double to you. For I have bent Judah my bow, fitted the bow with Ephraim, and raised up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, and made you like the sword of a mighty man. Then the Lord will be seen over them, and his arrow will go forth like lightning. The Lord God will blow the trumpet and go with the whirlwinds or the storms from the south. The Lord of hosts will defend them. They will devour and subdue with sling stones. They will drink and roar as if with wine. They will be filled with uh, blood-like basins, like the corners of the altar. Verse 16, the Lord, will, the Lord their God will save them in that day. And it goes on to say they will be jewels under his crown. Uh, I probably should read it. Verse 17, how great is his goodness, how great its beauty. Grain shall make the young man thrive and the new wine, the young women. And I just want us to... Um, go through some really, because uh, uh, of time, just really, there's a couple of quick things, and most of it is verse 12, but but this is worth remembering from verse 11. Again, Zechariah 9, we're in the nine month right now. Today is 12. Yesterday was 9-1-1. We haven't had the conversation, 9-11. As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free. Now, we understand the blood of the covenant. It's not just even about the covenant. It's the blood of the covenant. Mm. The blood of the covenant is Jesus. And he's going to set free because he has already taken all authority in heaven and earth is his, as he told his disciples later. So there are things, there is an agenda being advanced right now of heaven on earth, the kingdom of God on earth, because of the blood of the covenant and he who shed the blood, Jesus. So he tells us, return to the stronghold you prisoners of hope, even today I declare that I will restore double to you. This is a prophetic message or a inspired spirit message to us right now that God is giving everyone. And he knows your situation. Some of you, we, we get told some just hor you know, horrific um, health considerations that many have right now and some other financial ones and those from other nations, other challenges. And here's something the Lord's saying. He's saying, I'm doing something really phenomenal on planet Earth right now, and I need you to stay in hope. So he calls it a stronghold. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Now, and today I declare I will restore double to you. By him saying I will restore double, and again, hear it personal for you. I will restore double means there's been loss. So this mm -hmm. is really a scripture for those who've experienced loss, especially lost the last two or three years. I will restore double to you is what the Lord's saying. So let it resonate in your spirit, but return to the stronghold. So hope is a stronghold. Understand that hope is not wishful thinking. Hope is a real stronghold. 
It's an expectation of good from God, an expectation of good from God. And he calls it uh, a stronghold. And he says, be a prisoner of hope. So hope is a stronghold. That word for hope, this is a word, take that with you, T-I-Q-V-A-H in the original Hebrew, tikva. And it's interesting what it means. One of the definitions, besides what you kind of think of hope, expectation, it's the thing that I long for, the thing that I long for. So he says, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope, the thing that you long for, the freedom that you're desiring. Some of you for it's your personal situation, your personal family. Some of you, it's your nation, the nations of the world. Many of you, many of you intercessorily minded, intercessorily hearted are very connected to the global picture and feeling even the pain of the nations. This is a time where the Lord says, be a prisoner of hope. Stay locked in to hope no matter what. The expectation of good. And again, you can begin to lose that even listening to too many ministers from the body of Christ who are telling you whatever minister thinks he's doing the body of Christ a service by telling him all the bad things happening. There is a a diminishing return point where you're no longer wakening people up. You're discouraging them. Okay, that's good. And so people, particularly those who are called to be officers of the army, we'll say ministers in the body of Christ that are in a leadership position, your first call is to make sure you're not discouraging the bride of Christ by overly telling her all the bad things that are taking place. So return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Today I declare that I will restore double to you. So that's that's the main message. Hang on that, eat of it more. But then there gives us a little insight, revelation, instruction, for I have bent Judah my bow. What does that mean? Well, Judah means praise. Fitted the bow with Ephraim. What does Ephraim mean? Double fruitfulness. So he said, if you'll step into praise, magnify the Lord, and he will deliver you from all your fears. That's what David said in Psalm 34, 3 and 4. I sought the Lord and he heard he delivered me from all my fears. Magnify the Lord. Begin to recognize what he's doing. Don't magnify. The any easiest thing to do is magnify the enemy right now. Mm, yeah. He's all over the place. But we need people who know how to magnify the Lord. And so you use a magnifying glass when you can't see him enough. So you magnify him. And so you see him doing things. You get reports from what he's doing. You see what he's doing in your own life. And then you praise him. And in that praise, you you fit the bow with Ephraim for the double portion. And when he raises and he says, and raised up your sons, O Zion, against your sons, O Greece, that it kind of goes into the right left thing I was telling you, because the Hebraic design, it's the right side processing. It's why you, when you read Hebraic, you read from right to left. And, and there's the, the whole language, the whole uh, conversation of, of the Hebraic is a, a, a visual, verbal, picturesque, uh, feeling type language. And the Greece is is the Greek, it's the total left brain. Humanism is birthed out of Greek philosophy and all that kind of stuff. And so mm. it's like saying, hey, man, praise him, find him in the middle of things. And he's raising up the sons of Zion, the sons of who have cast their nets to the right side against the sons of uh, oh, Greece, that logic, humanism, linear thinking made you like the sword of a mighty, mighty man. But hear that he's made you like the sword of a mighty man, not just that he is or he has it. He'll make you that way when you can step into that. And then the Lord will be seen over them and his arrow will go forth like lightning. 
the Lord God will blow the trumpet. Now that verse right there, real key as well, but that when it says in his arrow will go forth, that word arrow, again, for back to the example we're talking about in the Hebrew, where the word that is used could have a different meaning. That word that they use in the Hebrew for arrow, the same word means also lightning bolt. And his lightning bolt will go forth like lightning, which makes uh, uh, or thunderbolt, thunderbolt. Yeah. His thunderbolt will go forth like lightning. So they chose his arrow. They could have chosen uh, thunderbolt. That's just back to the point we said before. Translators can cho choose that. But I see this as being a manifestation of the Lord showing up in different places right now where the Lord will be seen over us doing things and he'll be sending thunderbolts, lightning bolts that will be speaking into what he's doing. And then that last line, the Lord God will blow the trumpet. I want us, I want you to think of trumpet being trump and it's okay. back to the hand. Yeah. You know, that's the yeah. thing, the shofar, the trump. And this is how the Lord is. People say you're worshiping Trump and all this. No, Trump is like the shofar. The Lord blows him. And that's the thing that makes the difference. He who is blowing the trumpet. And I, and I feel like the Holy Spirit also told me to follow these days with these verses. Like we're on 9-1-2, return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today, today, he says, I declare, I'll restore double to you. There's an app. These things go with 9-12, 9-13, 9-14, and then 9-15. The Lord of hosts will defend them. Uh, and and they will, that, that's a good verse, can't leave that. The Lord of hosts will defend them. That's verse 15. They will devour and subdue with sling stones. And now, why is that so amazing? Where have we ever heard about sling stones? Where do we ever hear about it? Only one place in the scripture. It's David. Mm -hmm. and that's when right. he's taking out Goliath. And so what he's saying is, I'm going to take mm. out giants using you right now. I'm going to, I'm going to make you like a mighty sword. And so, they will devour and subdue with sling stones. But it's the Lord of hosts who's defending us, defending his purposes on planet Earth, defending the kingdom era he's taking us into right now. And he says they will devour and subdue with sling stones. And so he says, position yourself like David. Yeah, the little stone can take out the giant. And it talks then it's really about celebration. They shall drink and roar as if with wine. So these are all expressions like if you get too literal, like, hey, we don't want to be. Uh, taken by wine and filled with blood. We don't want all bloody. It's just this. This is a, a picture he's giving them of someone, a celebratory army that has come back from a, a, a massive victory, unexpected victory. This is the message he's speaking to us right now. And I think there's a progressive day to day application even for this month. It's still going to be true after after this week. But this week, there is an advance with these with these things. And then verse 16, the Lord, their God will save them. It's just this interplay. The Lord God saves them, but he tells us to arise and shine, us to be the slings, uh, to subdue with sling stones, us to be the sword of the Lord. And, and, and the Lord God will save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they shall be like the jewels of a crown lifted like a banner over his land. And I'm going to tell you, he is saying that lifted like a banner over his land. He's calling I know many nations and the nations in general, but he's calling the United States of America his land. It's not the only application, but there is something that the United States is a lead, um, lead domino, the lance spear point. Um, and so this is this is lifted like a banner over his land. How great is its goodness? How great its beauty? And then other other things that speak of the grain and the new wine is about celebration 
and 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 jubilee and that's what the lord has for us but it's all under god saving his people and this is designed to be a fresh prophetic word and impartation for us right now so. and and you, and so those those scriptures 12 start start with today the 12 and all the way through that went through at least the 17th i'm just going by memory because it's not on the screen yeah those we take those and and, and watch the scripture for that day Zechariah 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, really good stuff, Johnny. So, you know, I think we should get to, you know, because that's kind of our time. So we won't do any questions yeah. today, but I want you to have plenty of time to pray and whatever God was giving you about the chest piece and anything else God gives you, go for that. All right, let me take 30 seconds to give. If somebody picks this up, I'd mention to you this, Oh, Steve. good, please, yes. Do. There's a, a Dr. Wendy Flint. PhD uh, school boards a call to action and I'm just and hopefully we can stick this in um, a link somewhere or y'all can listen to me so this is someone who's reached out to us she follows uh, she follows a lot of stuff here on Elijah streams and 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 me and us from for years and she's been in in education for decades and she wrote a book uh, school boards a call to action and and so it has been noted, as Steve Bannon was saying, that he believes school boards are actually the key to taking back America. And so there was just recent good results in Florida of like 14 or something. Uh, school boards were, you know, we'll say good people finally decided to show up. They took them away from the, this liberal crazy agenda that's taking place because you have to have somebody on the boards that will advance the crazy agenda. And so when the church puts all their influence, all their salt in the four walls of the church. And it's if you can sing louder, clap louder. But instead of showing up in school boards, then we just misuse the light and the salt that he's made us to be. And so I believe it, I haven't read this 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 whole book, but um, I just believe that there's a call to action. Um, and she's traveled to 44 states uh, giving school board election work, workshops and, and seeing many things. I haven't you know, I haven't vetted this book for how to get in action but i don't know how it could be wrong yeah, um, yeah. In, in any way and if you get get the um uh, get the book you can look at it yourself but one of the things you can do is her website is uh www.wendyflint.com or if you want to email her it's dr wendy flint number one at gmail.com and she's interested in, in helping put legs as, as you know, her concern is like we're motivating, telling people to uh, be involved, but not telling them how. And so this is one practical area that she has a passion for and she has success. She studied it. She's been there. So we wanted to give her that opportunity. But I do want to uh, yeah, just go to that prayer that we we're talking about, Steve, that you were mentioning right there. And and. Um, and so, Holy Spirit, I just ask that the windows of heaven will be mm, open over yes, us right Lord. now. Yes, and just Lord. that vision, that picture I was seeing, Lord, of you grabbing the head of sons and daughters. And these are people you're about to make a move mm. with. You're making a chess piece move. It means you're the brain power behind it. And, and some, some who are being moved may not even understand it. And, and um, it, it may baffle them momentarily. In hindsight, it'll all look, all, all look brilliant. But Lord, those who you are about to position, reposition in some key way that you want to tell them, it's your, your uh, you often do things without telling us, but this is your way of telling some so that they will cooperate with the move you are doing. And, and there's going to be like a physical, you will physically feel on your head, a hand, a hand that comes 
And it's like the Lord putting his hand on your head and saying, you are a chess piece of mind that I want to use in a very key way right mm. now. Allow me, allow me to do it. So, Lord, let that sign, let that sign be released to those who are supposed to have it at this time. And we thank you, Lord, that you are the master chess player. We thank you that you are doing masterful things right now all across this nation, all across the nations of the world, even the things you do for the United States. It's not that you don't care for the other nations. All of you using other nations understand what God is doing in the United States is on behalf of the nations of the world. Yes, His heart is for freedom for all the nations of the world, for breakthrough for all the nations, for financial freedom at a whole nother level. And there's things that are being generated primarily first from here, but they are uh, beginning to connect with the other nations of the world. So thank you, Lord, for that. We bless your name, Lord. Let, let encouragement be released across the airwaves even right now, Lord, to every one of your sons and daughters. Let a fresh impartation of your firepower come on them. Let new glory come on them, Lord, for what they have before them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Anything else, Johnny, while we got you here that you want to mention about Restore7.org or any of your stuff? Just go there and you see the other. All our resources really speak into this. This is something the Lord's had us walking uh, in, in preparation for for 15 years. What we call the Seven Mountain Mandate is this mandate to participate with God's kingdom coming on planet Earth. And uh, and so really, the, you know, the original book was uh, and a lot of our books were out of right now. We're in process of getting um, uh, re uh rebooted on uh, filling the prescriptions. I can't even think of the right term, but we got to yeah. get, you know, we have several thousand more of here and there and the other, but the original books, a seven mountain prophecy. That's one that made the most waves and it's uh, actually selling more than it was in the beginning days. And so whatever resources we still have, a lot of them we don't have in paper, but we do have online. We recommend them. And it's because it really assists in walking with you uh, as an instructor on how to recognize how God might be wanting to use you and in, in your specific city, nation, sphere of society, whatever it is. So the rest of it's there. Elizabeth and I do up for discussion um, and you can look for that, but I think there's, that'll lead you there. That'll lead well. you from Restore 7. They can get up for your, your pro, it's a daily program. Uh, up for, called up for discussion. Yeah. Okay. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. It's on search Restore 7, the number 7, to subscribe to Rumble. Johnny and Elizabeth on Rumble, I guess it's Restore 7. And, um, and so we do, most weeks we have an up for discussion. We had a real good one. Um, um, last week, glad you brought this up, Steve. It's, are we in the book of Revelation? And so that's yeah. a question people are asking me on the side. So we um, we answer we answer that one. If we're living the book of Revelation, that could be a good topic as well here. And um, we're on True Social, True Social at Johnny and Elizabeth Enlow as well. I know we have Instagram, but up for discussion airs every Friday at 5 p.m. I finally found my keynotes here uh, from Elizabeth. <laughs> Friday, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time on YouTube and Rumble. And Elizabeth still does her choose love. She's doing more on inspiration, not necessarily for sure every day. Um, and so you can look look for that. Thank you, Steve, for allowing us to, All right. uh, to get that out. Yeah, absolutely, Johnny. Uh, thank you again for this great stuff. Um, um, can I ask for a two-minute, <laughs> you know, 
version of what does it mean that the queen has been announced to have died or that she has died? Uh, so there are some people that believe she's died before they announced it, but one way or another, what does it mean that the queen is no longer in power? Yeah, that was supposed to be a main topic today. I'd said that last uh, last week, and we never even um, got to that. Well, mm-hmm. and I want to be careful, and you you do too. I know, Steve, we, yeah. we understand there's people that take things on face value, and particularly people in the UK, and there could be practical grieving over her yeah. passing. And unfortunately, there's so much to be revealed. Uh, of It's just like we just passed through 911, but 911 did not happen the way we think it did. And there's yeah. just so much information um, out there becoming available. And really just on that, you know, the Lord's I, it made it clear to me that if you hunger for truth, yeah. you will find it. And there's people who don't really want to find truth. And so there's just, we're, we're not going to tell you. So um, we do understand through communication that was done, you know, the Patriots talk about it, that it was a key time. There's an acceleration of things that would happen when the queen would die and whether you believe she's good or bad, you know, I'll say I have friends who have prayed with her and some have said she's filled with, filled with the Holy spirit. And she has said some things that honor Jesus. And so I hope that's what her latter stage of life was. And then there's others who have told other stories about involvement with, with things that wouldn't be, she comes from a bloodline family. We know the things of her son, Andrew. And so, you know, there's there's a mixed bag report on what her latter days might have been. Yeah. And so I hope it was good. Yeah. And and you're right, Steve. We've heard other things that that's not really the day um, things happened. And in the absence of those things being um, uh, reported correctly in some media outlet, we have to hesitate even what we say. I already have people send me a letter every week. Somebody who's watching the program will say QAnon prophet says um, whatever, she actually died so-and-so time. So I'm not going to say when she did or didn't. I'll just say it does signify, um, I, I believe what the Lord's even telling me right now is it does represent the end of a monarchy's rule and reign on planet Earth in ways we didn't understand really through central banks. Yeah. And it really connects with what I said last week, that the dream I woke up, not only that, He's about to restore the fortunes of America, but that we're about to go back to being the republic that we. Yes, Lord. So we, we cease being a republic in 1871. And it could really, if you understand it, it's it's kind of we went back into um, being under the crown, not in yeah. the way people think. But so that it, it does symbolize the end of that, because we have we are we have. Uh, in the process of becoming um, the republic again, we're going back to being a republic, and we have, but it will. Well, be and right. in 1871, Ulysses S. Grant was the president. He signed us into a corporation rather than a republic. Even though our, our pledge of allegiance says, and, "and to the republic for which it stands," we really haven't been a republic, even though we've been saying, "and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God." So we're about to become that republic again. Yeah, and it should be easy for people to understand the reason you even go to pawn shops and you sell if you're in a in a bind with your finances and you sell your guitar or something is you get in a financial bind and you do things that aren't wise. And so America got in a financial bind because of wars that really um, they weren't 
legit wars. They were aggravated even by the manipulators. We'll put it that way. The bankers that were funding on both sides of it. And they knew that funding on both sides causes both nations to get more indebted. And so out of those debts that America was uh, forced into, they had to make um, some agreements. And it's not so much that the people made the agreements. And, you know, it looks from this point, looking back, it seems they were treacherous and traitor, traitorous for doing so. But it was the bind that they they were in that we all can get in. And the Lord is really uh, providing a jubilee for our nation and for the nations of the world to get out of these um, uh, lockdowns because it, it was orchestrated by the central bankers. Yeah. It was orchestrated by very dark forces that really conspired in this way. And the Lord is setting us free. And in some way he did use what could be called the crown. Um, the enemy used the crown to keep nations of the world in debt through central banking uh, connections. You've probably heard it explained through different other people at this time, but we want to be sensitive for those who are, are grieving her and understand her as a good woman and all that. I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine yeah. with that until the until the time when more gets revealed. Just we're with you. Yeah, and I've heard, and I'm just going to say this because uh, you know, when we're prophetic, we're not. You know, we the Bible says we know in part, we prophesy in part. We can't not know what we know, so we know even what other prophets have said. So we we know that, uh, for instance, Chris Reed was on last week, and he said. Uh, um, Charles will will not rule very long. That's his particular uh, revelation that he got. And so I ran it by other people who I considered prophetic, and they're more like prophetic friends. And I know two different people who love the crown. They love the royalty. And so one would say, well, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but the one will say, well, I just think Charles, one of them said to me the other day, I think Charles wants to be a good uh, king. But I don't. But I agree with Chris Reed. I don't think he'll he'll rule long. But I believe he wants to be a, a good king. I don't particularly believe he wants to be a good king. But that, those are those are the things that we know in part. So I'm only talking about right there. This is what we know in part. We know in part yep. that this may or may not be true that he wants to be a good king. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Let me give you sixty seconds on this. So here's yeah, what's interesting. Worry. So he's Charles the Third. Yeah. They already know. In, in England that Charles I and Charles II were disasters. Charles I was executed. Charles II really had to be, um, you know, he wasn't allowed uh, to be serving for many years. It was a whole time of difficulty, and he was not known for his character as well. He was a character and a philander and every, and, and so it was, both of them are a mess. And so there's understanding even that Charles himself, this one, often has thought of becoming changing his name to George or something, because whenever the Charles are in, it's a bad thing for them and, and the nation. But it's interesting. I'm not going to say too much other than for time's sake and because it's something to still to be processed. But they just had the U.S. Open tennis the same weekend, you know, as 911. Same okay. weekend of the same weekend that Prince Charles becomes King Charles. And so they have the youngest. They have a, a young man from Spain named Carlos uh, which is Charles in Spanish, Carl's. Oh, okay. He's 19 years old, the youngest um, uh, youngest person ever to become number one in the world. So he won the U.S. Open, and he is now number one ranked tennis player in the world. So you have a number one 
ranked tennis player named Carlos comes in at the same time Charles comes in, but he's 19 years old. And the whole understanding even of the Republic being restored is that President Trump becomes the 19th president when that happens. So you have these Charleses coming in, but number 19 coming in. And then why did Prince Charles, King Charles say there would be 17 days of mourning and that 17 is such a random number. It was but such a strange thing, wasn't it? And then that's that that's that letter Q, that's which letter you were Q. probably going to say that. But 17 was this. And both sides use the 17 as their own symbolism, I think. Is that is that about right? Both, um, in both some way. Conservative yeah. or even the occultic side will use 17 yeah. as a number for their own purposes. And yeah, let's, they, let's talk about for a minute that 19, because I've been hearing this for a, a, almost a couple of years that when when Trump returns or when he uh, is unmasked as never having left, however we look at that, he would be the 19th president of the republic. Remind me how 19 has arrived at. So who was the 18th president of the republic? Is it was that Lincoln? What what is how does that work? You know. Um, it's between two names, but I'm not quite sure. And so rather than saying uh, okay. what it is, but it would be that, you know, at the time where in 1871, where the sellout took place. Yeah, that was um, that was when um, it was the 18th president. So therefore, OK, this would be the 19th. So you can kind of figure it out whoever's eight. We can ask. Yeah, Siri and, who was and the whole president. point there would be that whoever whoever that right name is was the uh, 18th president of the Republic. Then it's, we were sold down the river. England became largely uh, our banker. Our, we owed England. And now, so now their presidents emerge from that point to this, our presidents of the U.S. corporate, United States Corporation is what you mean. And then when the Republic is restored, now then, the, then you start counting from where the Republic left off. Is that, is that yeah. And I think it was Ulysses Grant. He yeah. was right there involved in it all. And I believe he was the 18th, um, um, most likely. But yeah. he was definitely, he's an influential character for the, the whole thing that, that took yeah. place as well. Yeah. So Amazing days. So Amazing I, days. Amazing yeah, days. They really are. They're fun to be alive. And I think you, you were from a previous, I think it was maybe the last time you were on or the time before that, you're saying God wants us to enjoy the show. Yeah. You know, get your popcorn and enjoy the show. It doesn't mean there's not real pain. It doesn't yeah. mean there aren't real losses along the way. But overall, the picture is God is not up in heaven, wringing his brow, wondering how he's going to fix this mess. It's yeah. all, it's all under his control. So, all right. Well, quick reminder, everybody, Amanda Grace is back with us tomorrow. Uh, uh, total favorite as always. So blessings to you all. Have a great day. Uh, welcome to the next part. I mean, we're, yes. these are amazing days. Welcome to this week. God bless you all. We'll see you again tomorrow. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.